Hi, somebody on the EV blog forum asked what is the battery life of the BM786 multimeter? And well, the answer is I don't precisely know. Um, and of course, it depends on the type of batteries uh, you're using in it, of course. The, uh, the specs in the manual are just that it is just the current consumption, i.e. 8 milliamps in most normal functions, 10 milliamps in AC uh, plus DC. So anyway, I thought we'd actually measure that and then actually look at how you would estimate the battery life of a product if you can't simply plug the batteries in and leave it on um, and have a timer there, you know, if you've got something that's got hundreds of hours battery life, uh, then, you know, that can be a problem. Sometimes you want to get a nice quick estimation of a battery life. So let's see how we do that. And I'll link a video up here and down below. If you haven't seen it, it's from my second channel from quite a few years ago on uh, why the 121 GW multimeter uses uh, AA batteries instead of 9 volt batteries. And that has some interesting stuff in it if you're interested. So the BM786, it uses three AAA batteries like this in a quite unusual uh, vertical uh, battery configuration like that. It's got a spring and terminal down there, which makes it a real pain in the butt to get in there and actually uh, measure. So we could, of course, skip this uh, measurement and just use the data sheet value, but let's double check to see um, what Bryman actually say the power consumption is. They say 8 milliamps. Well, let's actually measure it. Put some uh, tape in there, just a temporary thing like that. And there you have it, on DC volt mode, it's 5 milliamps. It's not 8 milliamps, so it's less than we thought. Uh, three AAAs, of course, a nominal 4.5 volts. We can actually uh, go above that, and it's going to stay the same current. And it should stay the same current when we drop it like this. Let me explain why. Let's go to DaveCAD here, and I'll show you how this particular load, i.e. this multimeter, actually uh, works. It's going to have a linear regulator inside. None of that switching regulator rubbish. It might have multiple linear regulators, but for the purpose of this discussion, it doesn't matter. We've got our battery over here, okay? And then we've got our current uh, draw from the battery, which is what we just uh, measured, that 5 milliamps or so. And then we've got current, which goes into the load, which is all the circuitry for the multimeter. Now, now, of course the load can switch and you can have like you know pulse currents and all sorts of things but a multimeter like this is like a fairly consistent five milliamp load there as you uh, saw so this linear regulator of course is going to have a little bit of quiescent current uh, it's called down here which is why I've labeled it IQ like this but generally that's in like the microamp region or something like that whereas your load is in the milliamp regions so as a rule of thumb in electronics anything more than like two orders of magnitude so you know a hundred one one hundredth of something you can pretty much rule it out that's like one percent error doesn't matter and if you get lower than that well it you know it just becomes insignificant so you can rule out iq so for a linear voltage regulator and this is something you should know as a basic building block thing for uh regulators like this is your output current your load current is equal to the input current. So effectively, because the linear regulator is a fixed voltage across essentially a fixed load, you're essentially getting a fixed current or a constant current, essentially. So as you'll see in a minute in the battery uh, data sheets, we're drawing from the battery essentially a constant current load. If you're using a linear regulator, that's what you've got. Switching regulators, 
very different thing. Anything with changing loads, very different again. But in this case, we've got essentially a simple constant current load, which makes things really easy when we're trying to estimate battery life, as we'll see shortly. Just as an aside, the reason I'm using this Schwartz NGA 100 power supply is because it's the only power supply I've got here that has a real low current mode. It's got like precision measurement capability, ideal for measuring low current devices like this. As you can see, it's got one microamp resolution there, which is absolutely incredible. And I can actually go in there and modify that to like a fixed high range, for example, and you'll see that even in the uh, two amp range, it can get 10 microamps resolution. Terrific stuff. Not all power supplies have this. And if your power supply doesn't, very likely, then you'll have to add a, a multimeter in the in series with the output to measure the current. And here is where you can come a gutter because here's where burden voltage becomes a big problem. Then this is why I developed specifically the microcurrent is so that it minimizes the burden voltage of your multimeter because the absolute last thing you want when you're trying to measure the voltage dropout point of your product over here because we have to adjust this four and a half volts until we get down to where you know the low battery warning comes on or the product uh, stops working so we need to know what that voltage is precisely so I'll illustrate the problem here you've got your power supply you've set it to precisely 4.00 volts okay and then but it doesn't have an accurate current meter so you have to put an external uh, multimeter in here and the current shunt inside the multimeter has a re resistance and that's going to have a voltage drop when the current flows through it. It's just simple Ohm's law. So depending on the current range you choose in the multimeter, depends on which uh, value of shunt resistor you have, you're going to get a voltage drop when you pass current through your device under test. Now if you're at very low uh, currents it may not matter, right? But then you don't get the resolution on uh, your current range on your multimeter like you might want. So you might think that you're at four and a half volts uh, battery and that's where you see your battery uh, dropout sign come on but wah, you're actually it's like three volts or three and a half. Some multimeters can have like a one volt uh, burden voltage on them or more. Now of course to overcome this you, you can put in a second digital multimeter in here and you can actually measure the voltage uh, actually right at the input terminals but you're going to need uh, two multimeters for that. As I said, always have two multimeters. So just be careful, you can really come a guts with that and your measurements won't be accurate. Now you could of course have a low burden voltage multimeter like the 121GW, uh, but there's not many on the market that have low burden capability. But it, it, it just be aware, just because it's low burden, it's, it's lower than a regular multimeter, but it might not be low enough for your particular requirements. Just be aware of that, read the manual, know what your burden voltage is. And for those playing along at home in AC plus DC mode here, we're measuring about nine milliamps. And if you want to know what happens if I turn the backlight on, there you go, backlight. Oh, it's a killer, 42 milliamps. Oh. Anyway, let's measure and then estimate the battery life of this product uh, without having to time the thing. So we'll take that as five milliamps. And uh, we start out at the maximum uh, voltage there, four and a half volts. It could go above that, but you know, it won't stay that uh, far for long for alkaline uh, batteries. For example, if you're using lithium, it could go higher. But as I said, we can actually go in there and if we adjust the voltage, five volts, for example, there you go. It's still only gonna be drawing 
five milliamps because as I said it's a constant current load then now lower this until our battery uh, icon comes on or however you determine that your product stops working now just be aware there's maybe some lag on the time it takes for the low battery uh, symbol to come up so I know it's not going to be four volts so there's no need to muck around there so it's going to be somewhere below that there we go I saw it come on there at three point five something so at 3.6 oh yeah 3.58 now there could be some hysteresis here i.e when it actually switches back off but there doesn't really seem to be yeah so let's definitely say 3.58 volts there okay and we're going to assume that the meter is still accurate just at that point where it comes on now of course you could go into more advanced stuff like actually measuring the performance of your instrument but that should have been part of your design process rather than just you know uh, like estimating the uh, battery life which is what we're doing here now 3.58 divided by 3 get the confuser out uh, that's a smidge under 1.2 volts so we definitely aren't extracting all of the energy from these AAA batteries because I've done a ton of battery videos and I'll link in the playlist uh, down below and batteries do contain usable energy right down to 0.8 volts but in products like this that use a linear regulator like this or multiple linear regulators then so yeah it is common to waste some energy uh, in your batteries like this and that's just an unfortunate side effect of a product like a multimeter that you don't want to have a switch in power supply in here because that can screw things up you know this is a precision measurement device so the last thing you want in this is a switching converter to power your like dual slope a to d inside this thing you know precision measurements not nah, yeah no thanks so it's common in products uh, like multimeters like this to sacrifice uh, some of the energy in the batteries for measurement performance and uh, simplicity so let's look at some data sheets let's just take a Duracell ultra power AAA here and we know we've got a constant current load here and this will go into the different uh, varieties and sure enough look at this constant current graph they've got two constant current graphs here but wah, 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 wah. Murphy's law wouldn't you know they've got one milliamp and ten milliamps they don't have five milliamps and as you can see there's quite a large discrepancy between these so you could actually like try and guesstimate it like by sort of matching that but like it's probably not going to be in the middle it's more likely to be like further over to here it's going to be a non-linear thing going from one milliamp here to 10 milliamps here and then as I mentioned there are different load types like if you had a DC to DC converter in your product for example then all things being equal it's essentially a constant power thing but of course it has to do with the draw like the efficiency of your DC to DC converter over the load range and all sorts of things right but essentially if you got a DC to DC converter you'd be looking more at the constant power graphs than you would for the constant uh, current graphs now unfortunately we can't just use Ohm's law and you remember the voltage is dropping like that so yeah um it, it's not the correct thing to use and also a thing to note that is these all these things will not only depend on the uh, manufacturer of the battery they'll depend on the batch of the battery they'll depend on the type of the battery they'll depend on the chemistry of the battery and they'll depend on the temperature as well and you can see here for the same uh, draw they don't they assume it's like constant uh, power draw look there's quite a difference in service hours from like three hours up to nine hours here of battery life from minus 10 
to 21 degrees. So that's only a 30 degree, well, 30 degrees is a lot of temperature differential, but that is a huge difference in battery life, two and a half hours to nine hours just for temperature. Right, so we go over to an energizer over here. Well, they've got a milliamp hour capacity here, continuous uh, discharge at a constant uh, discharge current. So constant current, but wah, only 25 milliamps. That doesn't help us, we need five milliamps. And then down here on the industry standard tests, these are actually a resistive load, five ohms, 24 ohms. They've got one down here, which is a constant current, 250 milliamps. They've got another one, which is 50 milliamps down here, but they're like milliamp hours per day and stuff like that so yeah nah it's not what we want now of course if we want the ultimate battery life in a product like this we would use a lithium uh, primary battery check it out our discharge profile we don't get five milliamps we only get one milliamp and ten milliamps but look at the differential right in these graphs unfortunately it's not rendering my PDF viewer is not, ah, there. It's, it didn't render that properly. I found a bug in Drawboard PDF, which is a software I use. A lot of people actually um, ask me which software I use. Anyway, you can see that it is somewhere between these two lines here, right? And as you can see, the, high, the longer up you go, the more battery you discharge, they, there's essentially no difference between one milliamp and 10 milliamp draw, um, essentially. So we're essentially good to go. We can accurately use this. So uh, where did we uh, determine? It was just under 1.2 volts, if you remember, per cell. You remember, we've got three cells in series. Uh, so we were 3.58 volts divided by three. So you can see down at 1.2, if we extrapolate that over here, you can see that we're really extracting in pretty much the absolute maximum energy out of a lithium battery beauty we're not wasting any as we'll see that we will in an alkaline so yeah fantastic so let's just call that like 1200 milliamp hours so we get the confuser out uh, 1200 milliamp hours divided by five milliamps there 240 hours of battery life for the bm786 on uh, using these lithium primaries so that's going to be reasonably accurate and just uh, what temperature should have lesser effect on these as well which is one of the advantages do they actually have and you can really see look, look at this you can really see the ESR just like go through the roof right there this is how batteries die their internal series resistance just suddenly goes and yeah and it just doesn't give you the volts anymore <laughs> ohms law like well you're talking uh, Kirchhoff's now and they do have a nice graph over here and as I mentioned before that non-linearity right they actually show you it's they use a log graph here this is constant uh current here so two three four five so five up there uh yeah we're talking about that 240 odd hours we were talking about before so you know that that line's a bit rough and ready but yeah you can get an estimate from that and yep they give us a temperature effect on capacity for constant current unfortunately only at uh, 25 milliamps there but you can see that the 25 milliamp is the thick one there so at the lower currents and five milliamps that'd be like flat as attack right so there's effectively no change uh, in uh, the battery life over temperature with these lithiums but that's what you expect that's why you pay a huge premium for them anyway we want uh, alkaline or manganese um, dioxide or zinc manganese dioxide here for those uh, playing along at home so let's go to the energizer again but this is the energizer max and you can see that this energizer max data sheet is significantly different it's got milliamp hour capacity and then constant power performance constant current performance here whereas before 
we got like these industry standard tests. So the Max version is, you know, significantly different data sheet. We do have constant current performance. What do we got here? What? lowest value we've got is 10 milliamps here so 5 milliamps is off the graph so our 1.2 volts cutout you can see how all of these manufacturers like even the same manufacturers can give you totally different curves you know you've got to be able to interpret all these different types of graphs this one gives you a characteristic curve of voltage here like this plotted against the uh, discharge in milliamps and giving you the service hours so we would have to extend this graph right up here like this to try and get our five milliamps here but as i said it's a logarithmic um, scale anyway so we do know the figure is somewhere above 100 <laughs> it should at least do that so we can go to a, like a phillips brand here they don't give us anything oh <laughs> let's try the germans varta shall we discharge type load <laughs> <laughs> 5 ohms, 24. Once again, this industry standard stuff here. That's all they got. Let's go for a Panasonic jobby, shall we? And once again, we've got like significantly different characteristic. We've got load in milliamp. <laughs> like this is real old school. Like they've like plotted this like on an actual pen plotter or something. But once again, the 5 milliamps that we want if we extrapolate that up the curves don't go that far once again it's the end voltage per cell so we're looking at the 1.2 volt curve here so yeah like eyeballing that it's somewhere between 150 hours and 200 hours i'd say it's not more than 200 hours ah like we've got nothing that's absolutely precise yet then we've got this panasonic alkaline handbook here once again you can see that they stop at 10 milliamps here but you know once again 1.2 volts this is the lowest curve here oh i don't know oh that's a bit how you're doing isn't it five milliamps go up there like that and yeah we're talking 180 hours so as it turns out on that same ev blog forum thread which i'll uh, link in down below for the bm786 uh joe smith uh follow his videos down below you know does multimeter destruction multimeter tense extensive multimeter testing that's pretty much all he does on his channel um he measured 118 hours on the bm786 like you know it like 118 is like is down here i can't see it tailing off like that but as i said huge discrepancy temperature battery type battery brands uh, slightly different electrochemistries between manufacturers all sorts of things apparently uh, some people have measured like 8 milliamps on the bm786 so there seems to be some variability in the actual meter itself so anyway it looks like it's easily going to get 100 hours we could split it say 150 hours something like that i think mine at 5 milliamps will actually last probably 180 hours something like that I can do another follow-up video leave it in the comments down below if you want me to do that anyway there's like more you can do to this and obviously nothing beats actually putting it in the product itself especially if you get any sort of uh pulse currents and as it turns out uh that uh roden schwartz power supply i just pressed the log button there it is like the five milliamps because you can see just in dc volts mode there's not really a huge discrepancy in the current there and i think most other modes would probably similar when it flashes the backlight and stuff like that backlight seems to be you know a major thing but easily get 240 hours for those energizer lithiums over here but as i've shown you in many uh, other videos the voltage that you set over here for like the minimum uh, dropout voltage for your product that determines how much energy 
you actually waste and in this particular case the energy you have to extend this all the way down to <laughs> all the way down to zero volts down here this just drops off like a rock here but all of this under here is the energy the area under the curve is the energy so all that energy is wasted so compare the area of that compared to the area under this side of the curve here and that's how much energy you're wasting in alkaline batteries where you don't waste that in the energizer lithium ones you saw there is no area under the curve right you wasted practically nothing of that battery it's it's fully discharged so your batterizer ain't going to extract your 800 percent it's not even going to extract an extra eight percent really so i hope you enjoyed that video and found it useful if you did please give it a big thumbs up as always discussed down below catch you next time